Hello and welcome to The Future of Tax, the KPMG podcast series for tax leaders. Today we're joined by Luke Helderman, Global Tax Lead, KPMG ESG, KPMG International and partner KPMG Myberg & Co. in the Netherlands. And Jenny Wong, Asia-Pacific ESG Tax Lead for the Australian Tax Centre, KPMG Australia both of whom are helping tax leaders navigate what can only be described as a really challenging time, particularly for multinational enterprises. On today's podcast, we're going to unpack some of the developments causing that upheaval and discuss how tax leaders can prepare for what's ahead. Luke and Jenny, thank you both for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Luke, you've been a VP of tax and industry and now a partner for a number of years. Considering the international tax reforms, and the OECD's BEPS 2.0 initiative, particularly the global minimum tax, and then EU public country-by-country reporting, and then the recently announced Australian country-by-country reporting regime, do you ever think you've seen so much change at once? No, I don't think so. I've been in tax for uh, around 40 years, and the last 10 years with BEPS and all the changes and the huge global tax reform, the amount of changes for tax practitioners has been enormous. Indeed, with Pillar 2 on the agenda today, there's a lot to focus on. And in terms of ESG, which is the topic for today's uh, conversation, I think there's even more to come. And one of the, I think, important challenges for tax practitioners is really to get to grips with the regulations, but also the data that they need to address the regulations. So there is indeed a lot going on and a lot of challenges. Thanks, Luke. And Jenny, you've been helping organisations prepare for tax transparency for some time. Can you share with our listeners some of the challenges that organisations are facing and how they may prepare themselves for additional tax compliance and reporting requirements? Yeah, sure. So the movement of mandatory public country-by-country reporting frameworks being legislated around the world is going to be a challenge, as Luke said, for many companies with a large global footprint in terms of just keeping on top the sheer number of legislative developments. We've got the EU country-by-country reporting, and we've got the Australian country-by-country reporting, and we've got the US C-by-C proposals on the horizon as well. So you've got the data challenges, the integrity around it, the governance, and questioning whether it's ready to go public. And you've got the resources and budgets that come with that. So there's a lot of globally inconsistent frameworks at the moment as well. So these are some of the challenges that the multinationals have to keep on top of. In summary, you've got the compliance challenge of meeting new global tax disclosures, but then you've got the challenge of providing meaning to this new public tax data in a strategic sort of way. Thanks, Jenny. Luke, coming back to you, one of the areas that's having the biggest impact on tax is tax technology and compliance. Are these simply adding to that to-do list, or do you think there are organisations who will see this as an opportunity? I definitely think that... uh... Technology is an opportunity for uh, for tax functions in general, but it's also a challenge because that basically does require tax practitioners to also getting knowledge about technology and the opportunities uh, technology may may have. But if you look at, let's say, the area of, of ESG for tax and legal and also the topic around tax transparency and tax reporting, there is a lot of data that needs to be managed. And I see many of my clients still struggling with manual processes to collect all that data. And there are definitely opportunities in terms of the technology that they could use. There is another element to this. Many companies go through optimization of their uh, ERP systems. And I think the tax function should 
try to benefit from these transformation processes within their company. So for instance, S4HANA, Sub4HANA will give opportunities to tax departments to get on board of those transformation programs and maybe trying to incorporate some of the tax processes around, uh, let's say, the many challenges they, they have. We talked a bit earlier about uh, Pillar 2 and all the data collection that is uh, required under uh, those new regulations. Also in that area, technology could be an, uh, an opportunity. But on the same token, it's also a challenge because people need to get to grips with indeed the technology features. And Jenny, would you add anything to this? I fully agree with what Luke has said. In my experience, working in the in-house tax function, it's not uncommon for the same resource to be doing tax transparency reporting, and it's a pretty manual process. But if you can get to a point where you can automate the reporting of, say, tax transparency or tax contribution numbers and become less reliant on manual processes, there's potentially opportunities to divert resources to more strategic matters in tax transparency reporting. Some organizations are definitely starting to talk about using tax technology now, but some are saying, well, we're reevaluating our whole ERP systems and that's going to take two years to complete. And once that's done, we'll budget for tax tech solutions to automate tax transparency reporting. Others have said, well, we don't want to do the full automation yet. Maybe we'll do a pilot of a select data set of payments to government data. And if there's efficiencies in that, then let's automate the full C-by-C data reporting process. The other questions to consider is, as an in-house tax function, do you outsource entirely your technology or do you source it internally? Or do you take a hybrid model where, you know, a bit of outsourcing, a bit of insourcing? You know, you've got to assess what's best for your organisation in terms of your own systems, resources and budget. And I know we'll barely scratch the surface in the short time we have today. And you've already given our listeners a lot to think about. But to conclude, what advice would you give our listeners today who are just starting out and tackling this challenge? Jenny, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So... I think in the short term, organisations will be focused on wor- working out what's mandatory tax transparency reporting obligations they need to comply with. And how do they move from you know private country by country data to public country by country data? And that's going to be a challenge. They need to also work out you know where the efficiencies lie and can you streamline data reporting to meet multiple different standards at the same time? I think in the long run, though, this reporting and compliance exercise will be turned into a valuable resource for developing a strategic sort of tax narrative that's board endorsed, that can help enhance communications across key stakeholders and just give you a better control of your narrative. So I think once you've bed down the mandatory requirements and have your data, you start building ESG lens to it. And an approach that I've taken when you're doing tax transparency reporting with the ESG lens is taking an outside-in approach. Um, which means knowing, understanding what your stakeholders are saying about your industry and what your investors and your ESG rating agencies are saying, and then looking to address that in your tax transparency reporting. And that requires a multidisciplinary approach. It's not only a tax function exercise. You've got to speak with your sustainability group, your corporate affairs group, ESG group. So just to build your narrative. Great. Thanks, Jenny. And Luke, your thoughts? Yeah, maybe to, to add or basically emphasize the message that uh, that Jenny uh, made, I think it is very important for a tax function within a corporate to familiarize with the policy as such in terms of ESG and transparency for that matter. And therefore, indeed, having discussions with the right stakeholders within the group. When we speak to clients, there is usually a policy sort of approach that the tax teams might want to take, but it may not be in line with what the business in general wants. So they need to start conversations 
with other stakeholders within the business. And that could be a sustainability department, could be investor relations, could be corporate affairs, and all those functions need to be aligned before actually deciding on the policy they want to execute. And this is about tax transparency, about tax reporting. But there is also the other angle around ESG, and that's really about the E of environmental. And also in that context, tax teams need to understand the direction the company wants to go. And to Jenny's point, they need to have the narrative right and, and basically align their policy with the narrative of uh, the ESG and sustainability goals of the company. Just to add to that, I also think tax governance is a very important part of this because once you go public, you've got to start to question, is your tax governance strong enough to bear weight on this new tax transparency reporting process as well? And you know, you've just got to be honest with yourself. And if the answer is not good enough, then you've got to put your house in order on your tax governance as well. And, and this is, to add even to that point, this is not new for many companies, right? Yeah. Since the introduction of BEPS, I would argue that tax is definitely a boardroom issue, uh, talking about governance, but still many companies are behind or need to catch up. And that's really where the, the challenge for those companies uh, starts. Thanks, Luke. On behalf of our listeners, I'd like to thank both you and Jenny for joining me on the podcast today. That's all the time we have today. Please join us again next time and email us with any questions you have about today's episode at tax at kpmg.com. We'd also love to hear from you with any suggestions you have for future episodes. Thanks for listening.